1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and H.R. Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Bird has 54.
0: There's Bird. Bird, 14 seconds, he got fouled. He hit the shot! Oh boy!
1: Man, I remember every one of those plays, Larry. Happy birthday to Austin Lane! What are you going to do tonight?
0: H- Happy Larry Bird Appreciation Day too. Yes. Apparently,
1: thirty third uh, birthday, you get Larry Bird treatment. Hey, lucky guy, you know, lucky guy.
0: I think Scotty picked it over many day. Uh, what, what are we going to do tonight? No, you would not. No, I probably not. <laughs> no, you would not. From I mean, what are we trying to, we trying to win championships? Try sell tickets, marketing, uh, all of the above. It market marketing. I mean, hey, I can tell you this: marketing, Larry Bird. Uh, well, you you can't market a guy from French marketing. Lick. Did you see those cheesy rap commercials that he did with Magic Johnson? You remember? Know, you know what I'm talking about. I remember he dropped all, those bars. All I remember is McDonald's commercial hey, with Magic Johnson
1: well, uh, it was and with Michael. Yeah, Michael Jordan one too didn't he? I think he got added into it, but yeah. it was initially a magic. He, he, he probably Johnson. got
0: like graphically like in, like put into it. No, no, because yeah. oh, we got to get the other audience, you know, I got to get the got to get those three point shooters uh, their love too. Get out of here, Brent.
1: That was mom, a great man. campaign, actually, Magic and, and Bird. The one where he's rapping
0: McDonald's. is not okay. The McDonald's one is fine. I yeah. get that point. The one where he's rapping at the end and completely killed the vibe. Don't co-sign on that. He was, Next break. Hey, for my birthday, I have one r- birthday request. Find that rap video where Larry Bird's rapping, and we'll come into that segment next. Which okay? one? The, the, you, you'll find the it. I'll show commercial? you the shoe commercial, Converse shoe commercial, Larry Bird rapping, or Larry Bird embarrassing himself. Whatever comes up quicker.
1: Not his finest moment.
0: So what am I going to do today? I'm just going to. Ch- I'm going to play some video games. Uh, at least Larry didn't
1: ask out of a playoff game.
0: <laughs> well, like, defend yourself. What do you mean by that? Pippin. Yeah. Well. Ah, business. <laughs> You know, it's business, man. <laughs> hey, sometimes I'll treat the competition. Sometimes you ask how a playoff game. People do crazy things uh, when money's on the line. Hey, go! Oh no, what do you got? Uh. I'm supposed to play some video games tonight. That's all I'm doing. Oh, that's what you're doing. Yeah, hey, I forgot to ask that
1: question. Yeah, <laughs> apparently this became Larry Bird more yeah. about Larry Bird than it did about your birthday. Yeah, Kuz, uh, cool. so welcome back. Thanks. Good to have you. Good to have you. Yeah. Dropped a heck of a line earlier in the show about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, that
0: probably. Be, uh... Yeah, that was good. Gave up a double right off the bat. It's okay. <laughs> now uh... we we're playing this so. Uh... Cause if you haven't been here, but we've been the joke the whole week how Stuart you know, was kind of in the groove a little bit. You know how the Rays decided to take out their pitcher in the uh, seventh, wasn't yes. it? Uh, it's
1: was in the six six. I can't remember now. Yeah, so 73 we're, we're, pitches Yeah, in. so we're
0: having a little joke here how we didn't want to take Stuart out, but here you come in uh, in the sixth inning. And so and far, it's, 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 it's tied, we'll say. By the way, you see Dodgers test positive for COVID. Oh, yeah, that finally Good. came out two weeks later. Good, yeah, perfect
1: under the under the rug of echoes yeah yeah, yeah we'll just, uh, hey Saturday night live mm-hmm. anticipated yes, on um guess what Saturday
0: night, obviously you know, it'll it, delayed, big time. And then I started to watch the local. I didn't watch the local news, obviously. Hey, it not going on. hey, to watch those yeah. nice people over there on the other side of things. <laughs> Very good. That's <laughs> yeah. a good catch. You're yeah, learning. Yeah, yeah. You would not have done that a year ago. No, that does was that, some yeah. growth. I actually know some people. They're, they're cool. But, 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 but not as great as Action News Jacks. Not <laughs> even close. Yeah, John Bachman bringing the house. Good But point. with that being said, yeah, I had to wait. And it, uh, that sucked. That was not fun.
1: Um, Was Saturday Night Live fun, worth the wait? Did they deliver? Did you watch it? No. Okay. It was all right. Yeah. But listen, i do not. <laughs> what do you
0: want me to tell you, man? I want you to. T- yeah. Listen, you're, so, more the
1: te- you're the guy that couldn't wait for it. You stayed true. up through some local news on a yeah. different station that you shouldn't watch, and <laughs> and you still watched it. I didn't so, watch the
0: station, keep in mind. I turned it right
1: off. So I want to know. Listen, you want to know why I didn't watch Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Because I don't watch Saturday Night Live. Sure. Like, I don't. So yeah. I wouldn't be a good – like, I've seen – obviously, I've seen some episodes of Saturday Night Live, but I'm not a religious watcher of it, yeah. viewer of it. Mm-hmm. And I just – I was like, okay. I thought about it. I'm like, all right, everybody's talking about Saturday Night Live. Should I go check it out? Yeah, yeah. i like – it's not going to do much for it, like I'm not the guy that knows what every skit is all about, every you know it I'm not going to have much of a reference point for it, yeah, I haven't seen a Saturday Night Live episode, probably in a handful of years i don't even know who's on it yeah, right yeah. now so yeah. i'm just being so that's why i was like yeah whatever i'm not i'm not watching it but yeah. i was interested to get other people's feedback on it so and you do watch it a little bit and you couldn't yeah. wait for it probably and Absolutely. everybody was talking about it on social media so did it deliver is the yeah, question so
0: to me it did deliver and for one reason one reason only and first of all let me preface it by saying this only local news i'm be watching at 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night is if i got john bachman and i got tanika hughes greeting me saying hey Come hang out with us for like 30 minutes, and I'm going to do that. Regardless of that, though, I'm not watching local news. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, eh, how Brent Martin and Mike Burrish as well. You guys are all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mike, what's up? Money Mike, I see you. Brent, you know. So anyways, we were talking about sports on the – I don't need to watch more sports, Brent. But with Dave Chappelle, um, it's all about the opening monologue, yeah. right? Because what it was was essentially a 17-minute um, stand-up mm-hmm. bit, right? And it happened that the stars aligned perfectly from the fact that, well, Joe Biden obviously – what, what I think was announced. Was it Friday or Saturday? No, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Joe Biden was announced president. Um, and if you remember, Dave Chappelle's last monologue he had on Saturday Night Live, it was very because we we're after Trump won actually. So he kind of commented on that a little bit. So everyone was waiting to see well, what is Dave Chappelle going to say yeah. now? You know, like it's like the perfect four-year culmination. And Dave Chappelle delivered. Um, now, as far as the bits were concerned, because obviously it's made up of bits. I mean, the bits were okay. There were some hits, some misses. Uh, but what really sold the show for me was this, like the 16, 17 minute monologue. Which is what usually he, sells. It, exactly. I mean, I mean he, he absolutely crushed it. Um he made fun of both sides and at the end uh, as is only Dave Chappelle can do. Like he has you like, you know, literally bursting out in tears from laughter so much. But then he always leaves you with a thought provoking thing at the end. Yeah,
1: I saw that bit.
0: Yeah. That was a ninety second thing. It was well yeah, done. And I thought it was it was very well done. Yeah, I think he covered he all sides. The and they dropped the mic. But I thought he covered all sides very well. Um and I left entertained, but also a little bit inspired.
1: Yeah, it, you know, here's the thought I, I said to somebody on Dave Chappelle. He's mm. so good and so well. Like, I mean, think about your favorite actor yeah. or your favorite musician or whatever. And it's like, how did Dave Chappelle do? Well, Dave Chappelle could sit there and say nothing for 15 minutes and people would find it funny and good sure that's who he is yeah. right there are yeah. people are you're never going to say hey that was bad no because never. he usually delivers he's always good but it's the people that really love him like really love him yeah you know yeah it's and so and i really love him so it's hard for me as somebody who doesn't i mean i don't follow Chappelle to that degree i've seen him before yeah but i'm not i don't watch saturday night live like many people do um religiously yeah. well then I, I was trying to just get some perspective on it mm-hmm. but it's a tough one to put in perspective because I mean Chappelle usually hits a home run he does and he was probably the perfect guy in that spot for it yep. so uh, a lot of the work had been done I think by Saturday Night Live to have Chappelle there that weekend and ready yep. to roll based on what you just said about four years ago and everything else and the good thing I, I the way I do it or look at it from Chappelle's standpoint, is he does, he, ha- nobody, it's no holds barred, man. No. I mean, nobody's safe. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. I kind of appreciate.
0: I mean, you gotta love it, right? And, uh, they, they have Chris Rock actually this coming Saturday. So it's gonna be like a back to back, like, yeah. hey, no holds barred. And I appreciate that. There's always gonna be a special, um, place in my heart for Dave Chappelle because obviously I grew up with Chappelle's show, right? Like that, that changed the game of television. I mean, you know, all the quotables that you could use from that show and just, I mean, it was, pure entertainment, and I'm lucky to grow up when I did during that time. But i always have a soft spot in my heart for Dan Chappelle because during training camp – um, you know, training camp was always a, a stressful time for me and, and I'm a very high energy type of guy already. Um, at the time I was definitely like an overthinker and a, high, and a high anxiety person, didn't really discover meditation or any of that yet. So like I'd be in bed at training camp, you know, before, and then I'll be like, man, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And it became a problem, man. I was like CJ Henderson, except like I, I was trying to go to sleep and I couldn't. Okay. <laughs> I didn't so, have Twitter. Didn't have Twitter either, man. <laughs> so nothing to keep me occupied right now. Um, And what I would do to help me fall asleep is every single night of training camp, this was when I was in Jacksonville for three years, when I was in Kansas City for a training camp, and I was in Chicago for kind of off and on two training camps, I would play the Dave Chappelle set from Killing Me Softly, about an hour and 20 minutes. I would have that in my headphones, I would laugh a couple times, I would chuckle, and I would fall asleep. And, and, like, that, that's what got me through training camp. That's what got me, um, rested and ready to start my day was falling asleep to Dave Chappelle's Killing Me Softly every single night.
1: Huh. That's yeah. wild. Um, anyway, but the, the ratings here, uh, for
0: Saturday night Live were terrific. They're not,
1: I don't think they do anything crazy usually. Yeah. But yeah. they were really good. So that was an anticipated show. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. So, uh, I was just interested to get, I I would think you know it's I saw so many people say I couldn't wait to watch it, mm-hmm. and I saw some reaction, but I never saw like this. Out, maybe it's just because we move right into a football Sunday, yeah. but I never saw like this wave of reaction, like "Oh my gosh, the best thing ever!" Yeah, yeah which yeah. everything is always the best thing ever, sure. <laughs> no, for sure, for right? sure. Yeah. And I never saw that, so I, I was kind of interested to get, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the temperature on that. All right, back to football we go. Jags are now in the two spot. I know you don't like this conversation. That's fine. But they are in the two spot with the Giants winning. I uh, will see what, and they get the tiebreaker. It looks like with the Jets, if the Jets were to finish tied with the Jags, how do they figure that up? By the way, it's all strength of schedule. Okay. Uh, it's the, uh, the yeah, it's the strength of okay. schedule. So, and the Jaguars would uh, be in a favorable spot. At least that's how people have kind of worked it out. Mm-hmm. Still a little too early to tell because there's a lot of games to be played, so you don't know who's bad and who's good. Like Minnesota looked bad at first, but now they're looking better. Yeah. So we'll have to see bottom line is right now they are in the two spot and you know what we could get to a point where two wins could still keep you in the two spot sure we could get to that point because keep in mind cincinnati is has two wins mm-hmm. well the jack they have a tie so they're ahead of the jacks yeah. or behind the Jags, however you want to look at it uh and they also beat the jacks so the Jags would get the pick before them sure i think dallas has two wins Giants have two wins. Washington has two wins. They could all still win another game in that division. Mm-hmm. So that would take out four teams if they were to do that. Yeah. The Patriots. I don't think anybody thinks they're going to be stuck on two wins. They've yeah.
0: got the Jets twice. Yeah. So that I must would take, Belichick wants them to.
1: Well, that's that's an interesting <laughs> scenario. We'll yes. find out. Yeah. And I think it will depend on how they do against the Jets. But so then. After that, there's Houston. Well, Houston has the advantage now. They've swept them. Yeah. Brent's been doing his homework here for tanking. I like it. The Chargers, I still think, even though they don't know how to win a game... They are two and six, but way better than that. They've got to win another game in the last eight.
0: They're not losing eight. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're listen. They're and by the way, they were caught a quarterback from winning the game yesterday. See Parham again. See our boy Parham doing his thing. I mean, he didn't catch the ball, but yeah. what's interesting is they went to him. They have all these guys. Yeah, hey, and they went Ian to Keenan Allen, him. Mike Williams. Let's go with our boy Parham,
1: Hunter Henry. How do we go Parham. with the fade? Go with the fade play? Parham and a, a must take. Imagine on the Jaguars right now. Yeah, whatever. So to be honest with you, the Jags could. I think. The Jags could easily get in a situation, not guaranteed, that they could win another game and still be in the two spot. Yeah. Now, if you want the one spot, you probably can't win two. But that's how secure they are right now in the in the two position of the draft. So that brings us to Lawrence Fields. Mm-hmm. We had these discussions. Everybody knows what Trevor Lawrence is, right? We haven't even seen him in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Justin Fields doesn't even miss passes. <laughs> yeah. I he's mean, good. No, are you surprised? Justin feels good. OK, so you, Ohio State's always good. So it's like, well, Ohio State's had a lot of quarterbacks that have been good. Troy Smith, pff, nothing. Dwayne Haskins, pff, nothing. Yeah. So you can be good in college, mm-hmm. take almost every Big 12 quarterback that's ever played up until Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield, <laughs> and not be good in the NFL. Yeah. Here's what impresses me about Fields, and I got on this train a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but he had a late jump on the season. Could have had rust. Mm-hmm. Could have been like thrown off timing-wise. The guy's not even throwing incomplete passes. Mm-hmm. And I understand the Big Ten and who they're playing at eh, might be just okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm thoroughly impressed with with Justin Fields and what he's doing. Yeah. I, I, I think this guy is every bit as special as everybody's talking. You believe the hype?
0: I do believe the hype. I do also subscribe to the fact that this year is different. Um, defenses aren't really showing up that much, but that but that's not an excuse for Justin Fields. I mean, the, the guy still has to make those passes, and he's making every one of them. And I completely agree with you; he's looked fantastic so far. I would still probably edge out Trevor Lawrence over him based on what I've seen so far, because. And once again, it's no knock to to Justin Fields. To me, it's just it, it's it's the it's the win factor, right? Like yeah. Lawrence and, has earned that spot. Yeah. Yeah, no, And nobody's listen, taking it away from him. No, for sure. Now, maybe some people out there will say Justin Fields is a better quarterback. So be it. But I think that that winning pedigree, that counts for something. And once again, it's not a knock on Fields. He just he has an opportunity really to prove himself, right? This is really his second year of being the starter of the Ohio State Buckeyes. So we'll see how he does this year. Maybe he changes my mind. I think, honestly, you can't go wrong with either one. And, and then I agree with that. Now, I can also say that in the terms of boomer bust, right? Because, you know, that's how I operate too. In the, in, in the terms of a, of a Luton, if you will. Well, then you got like a Zach Wilson. Then you have like a Trey Lance where it's like, yeah, they're not in the category right now of Fields and Lawrence, but what kind of positions are they going to be, are they going to find themselves in? What kind of situations are they going to go into? Because sometimes the best quarterback isn't necessarily the most talented quarterback. It's the best quarterback that can fit a situation where you, where you have the tools to succeed. And right now in Jacksonville, there's a lot of question marks, right? Because we don't know who's going to be the coach here next year. We don't know what kind of offense we're going to run next year. There's a lot of question marks right now. So it's hard for me to be like 100% excited for the future, whether it's Justin Fields, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's Trey Lance, maybe it's Wilson, whoever it's going to be. Just because I have no idea what we're going to be running. And until I know, that's what I can come along with you and be like, I'm excited, man. Like, listen, they're all talented quarterbacks in their own right. But we have to make sure we we get the guy that's going to fit the best system of what we're trying to run.
1: I do think these guys, will, I think Fields will close the gap a little bit on Trevor Lawrence yeah. as we get closer to the draft. I think the conversation will pick up, especially if he continues to do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's really been spectacular. And I uh, I think the underwritten part, we're going to talk so much about these guys most likely over the next five months that uh, I'm not going to waste all the bullets here. Mm -hmm. But I do think one of the things that intrigues me about both these guys that puts them in a different category, kind of like I was talking at the beginning of the show, why these guys make it feel different Mm -hmm. for your franchise, city, fan base, culture, everything. That the Jags have a chance potentially to do something they have not had a chance to do in the history of their franchise at this position, and it's because of what the way I saw them handle the whole COVID nineteen thing and get out in front of it mm-hmm. in the off season when they weren't playing, and when they wanted to play and rally people and call other schools and teams and players and whatever it might be, you know, and I thought they took one heck of a leadership role and didn't mind it didn't mind the criticism that might come with it. Didn't mind the attention that came with it. Yeah. You know, and said, Hey, if you guys aren't gonna make this work, we're gonna stand up for ourselves, but we're gonna lead the way. Not only as two of the best players in the country, yeah. but off the field we're gonna lead the way. I well, was and thoroughly impressed at the with
0: that. Of that. Both field, of them. Yeah, both but, of them. I mean I'm talking Fields. I saw him on Sports how many times absolutely. talking about I think it was the hashtag let us play let Is that us the play. one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fields was on the forefront of that. I think so you're I like absolutely that. right.
1: But, and I, I say, I give the nod to Lawrence as well because he could have been a guy that played it safe and was like, oh, yeah, I ain't touching this. I'm the number one overall pick. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I mean, if I don't play, I don't play. Mm-hmm. But he still went out there and was willing to do it. Mm-hmm. I love that leadership part of those guys. And again, leadership can be a little overvalued at times and those kind of conversations. That's fine. These guys are really talented players too, and they didn't mind putting themselves out there. Mm-hmm. I like that because when, they are going to be the face of, of a franchise. You know, whether it's this one or another one, they're going to be a face of the franchise. I don't know if I can say that about guys like Trey Lance, about guys like Zach Wilson. That's not a knock on them. Yeah. I just don't know them to that degree. These other guys have been out in the spotlight so much. Now that being said, Zach Wilson the other night is fun well, yeah i mean that's a fun guy to watch yep. that's a guy you talk about gunslinger you talk about uh moxie uh, a little bit of a an edge yeah like these guys the, the trevor lawrences and justin fields feel like the ceo right mm-hmm. they feel like the manning the brady uh, i'm not gonna like the russell wilson you know I don't know if I sense that with Mahomes necessarily. I'd actually say that Zach Wilson feels like Aaron Rodgers and Favre and yeah. and and Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, and we're just going to sling it, man. And and go ahead, beat me if you can. Philip right, Rivers Phil kind of has that attitude. I don't know if his skill set does that. But you get my point? Like I do. I feel like he's a different cat. Although with that comes a little bit more risk most likely at that QB position. That guy's got an arm though. Yeah. I mean, he well, threw the football well the other night.
0: And and then here's where I'm at with it. Right where and this isn't foolproof, but in the history of the NFL, it seems like the teams that have had the most success with the quarterback position and have kind of reached new echelon are the teams that go to bat for their guy. Now, what do I mean when I say that? Let's go back to 2005. All right, and let's talk about this NFL, the NFL draft there. Alex Smith was the overall consensus number one pick from Utah, right? Um, San Fran grabs him. So be it. Aaron Rodgers drops to, I think, like it was 23 or 24. Yep. Now, Green Bay at the time did not need a quarterback, right? They had Brett Favre. Now, he, he still had, I mean, you know, he had a rough season. We still had at least three or four more years left, right? And the Packers were on the cusp of going to the playoffs and still going to the Super Bowl. So when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, it was met with a lot of, like, well, what are you guys doing? But, like, he dropped to them at 24, where it was like, well, he was too – like, he we loved that guy. We had to get him. I don't care if we got Brett Barber, who we got. Like, we loved that guy. Let's go back to Patrick Mahomes draft class, right? Mitch Trubisky goes for Chicago, gives up the King's ransom to get Mitch Trubisky. We know how that pans out. But the whole – census, the, the, the whole common theme of that draft was the, how much Andy Reid loved Patrick Mahomes. He met with him one time. He got him on the board, and Andy Reid's like, we got to get this guy. No matter what anybody says, we're getting Patrick Mahomes. This guy like the movie Drafted Kevin Costner, you know, where he puts the thing out, like, no matter what, we get him. That's what Andy Reid did. Now, all the experts, I wasn't talking about Patrick Mahomes. Experts were talking about Patrick Mahomes. I was talking about Deshaun Watson, right? Maybe Mitch Trubisky. But no one was talking about Patrick Mahomes, so now let's fast forward to this year. we got Trevor Lawrence and we got Justin Fields. Overall, the one-two punch, without a doubt, without even question, the only thing I'm going to vouch for is with the Trey Lances, the Zach Wilsons, and who knows, maybe Matt gets up there as well, is there one guy that we're missing where when the new coaching regime comes in, they're going to go to bat for that guy? No, I'm not saying it's probably going to happen because let's be honest, if the Jaguars pick number one or number two and you don't take Trevor Lawrence and you don't take Justin Fields, we're going to sit here the next day, call you guys crazy, mm-hmm. right? We're going to sit here and say, you should get your heads checked and let me and Brett Martineau run the GM position, co-GMs, if you will. We'll be the first ones to do that. But my point is that if you want to think outside the box and you want to build something special, history has shown us that when you go to bat for your guy, even when the whole world's telling you what are you doing, if you believe in your guy that he's going to fit your system, you go after him. So that's why I think it's so adamant that the Jaguars establish an offensive coordinator and a head coach sooner than later.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. And I agree with that. I like what you're saying there. They might not have much wiggle room in that, uh, yeah, especially yeah, if yeah. they're in the top Obviously, two pick, yeah. uh, because it will just feel like a chance. But, you know, I've said this, you know, and by the way, to your point, they've done that. Yeah. They went up and traded up to get Gabbert. Yeah. And they did that. They said we love this guy. He's our best guy Same on the thing board. Portals, yeah. Portals. Mm-hmm. It's like, wait, you have to be get him at number three. Well, we love him, yeah. right? So, and listen, you're, if you're wrong in that, it becomes catastrophic. Mm-hmm. I never fault an organization for taking a chance on the quarterback. Like, I don't fault Chicago, even though that didn't make a lot of sense for going after Trubisky. The way they did it was a little odd because I didn't think they had to. Yeah. But the fact that they loved Trubisky, well, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the point. It's not that. I don't, I'm not going to hammer you for loving your guy. No, you, but I'll hammer you later because so you because were wrong. And your miss. But what because it, you had Watson and Mahomes in that draft.
0: But what does it say? Well, I, you know, and I, I stand corrected them because obviously, um, Gabbert was Gene Smith, and that wasn't Dick Cobble. Yeah, but like, what does it say though? Like when you swing it, and listen, I don't fault you for swinging. You know, at least you swung. He took a chance, but when you do miss, we we've seen the
1: repercussions of that too. Yeah, and that's why. I'd rather miss on the conservative route of two guys that looked the part, yeah. Than go get a guy outside the box and have everybody questioning it, yeah. You know, uh, I hear you. But, but, at the same but time, if you love you got that Jackson, guy, you got Mahomes. You got to trust your eyes, trust what you, you do. see, trust Josh what you Allen. believe. Yeah. You got to be convicted. Yeah, right. Calvin Murray is a
0: good example. I had to talk about him a little bit. He is. Yep. we'll I talk did.
1: about him tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> we, will. we will. Tua, we'll talk about Tua. He won the man, game. Man, we'll be back man. on ESPN six ninety. Brent Martineau. Some uh, NBA play by play here this week as well. Right here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. <laughs> uh, uh, you're right? Yeah, I know. You look over like you're going to make it. Yeah, man. I making so we're all good here, hey, Listen, hey. I, I get choked up about the new lineup. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN
0: 690. Yeah, I caught Bird in the jaw. Yeah. And Larry's a little upset. Lambier. Knocking Bird down. Larry wheels on Papuka.
1: Scored. He wanted the ball. Something fierce that time. In the
0: face, Larry. Even the the announcers aren't pumped up to call Larry Bird. Go get Bill Lambert. Larry pushed him in the face. You know, no, there's another three-point shot. Oh, there's another layup. Looking good in those converses. Yep, there goes Larry Bird again, everybody. Short shorts. Sir, your cash and prizes are showing. Hold on your shorts a little bit, Larry.
1: All right. uh, Exciting.
0: Before you were born, everybody in Wisconsin loved Larry. Who? What, what's more exciting to call? Like, what? Like, who has more excitement in their voice? The first round of the Masters, or a Larry Bird game? Larry Bird game. Okay. Steph Curry does it better. <laughs> what? Tell me <laughs> what, what's up. Whoa. Steph Curry. Steph Curry does it better. Steph, Steph Curry changing the game, bro. Larry, Again, Larry
1: Bird didn't. Change the game. Just better put up four All-Stars
0: around Larry him. Larry Bird. I mean, hey, unless your kid grew up in Rhode Island, um, you know, he, he no one was listening to it like that guy. Right? It was either Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, but no one's in their driveway. I got to be Larry Bird one day. Everybody. I got to shoot the ball from 10 feet above my head and see what happens. No one's doing that, man. Every,
1: everybody. Everybody? Everybody east of French Lick was like everybody? that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was people in Rhode Island and people in Indiana. It's about it.
1: Cool. You love yourself from Larry. We're going to try to get Larry on the show someday. Larry Bird? Yeah.
0: Oh, you know you know what, too? You know dang well we are going to get him on. I'm going to be the nicest person. Larry, <laughs> yeah, Larry. Larry, how did, how did you a, do that? Larry, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Such a legend of NBA. I grew up a fan, sir. I grew up a fan. Yeah, you know how it's all going to be. I'm going to play both sides.
1: Uh, hey, the NFL, how about the Bucks game last night? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah.
0: That looked like a Jags on Thursday night against Tennessee. That was rough. Tom Brady, hey, when those lights are on you, man, can I do the a little better than that? That was a, I don't know. What, what, what do you test to it? Here's what I, here's what I thought, not
1: before, if yeah. I'm being honest, but I thought watching that game, and, and I didn't think about this before in part because I really didn't think about the game that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but I think things like, uh, and this doesn't mean it's a long term problem, but I think a short term thing, is when you bring someone like Antonio Brown in, Mm -hmm. it can kind of disrupt what you're doing. So they looked like they were starting to find their stride a little bit, Mm -hmm. and Brady looked like he was getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then you bring this guy in, and you've got to force feed him the ball at times. How many plays should he play? Uh, How much... Are we going to talk about him for a week and a half? All those things. Do we even really want him around here? The underbelly of all that stuff, I think, takes away from kind of the road you were on. And now there's two ways it can work. It can kind of derail that for a bit and be like, all right, got to find out who the heck we are now with this guy and how we're going to get him in the mix and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Or... You just hit the ground running, man. The guy's so talented. You got all these weapons and boom. You know, I think it kind of works two ways. And I think what we saw is it worked the way it worked. Now that would be without giving any credit to New Orleans. New Orleans obviously in two games has played very well against Brady and the Bucks. They might be just a good kryptonite now for the way the Bucks are doing things on their offense. I mean, that was a complete disaster yesterday for the, for the Bucks and Brady, but I do think New Orleans deserves some credit because now with Michael Thomas back, they feel just the opposite. See, it didn't derail them. Mm-hmm. It was like, ah, oh, finally yeah. we can exhale. This is who we are. Yeah. We got Thomas back now. Yeah. Now we can use everybody. And Drew Brees showed that in the first two drives of the
0: game. Without a doubt. It's a great point. Um, at the same time, you have one quarterback in Drew Brees, Brees who put on a, a master class performance, and you have Tom Brady who just looked like a shell of himself. right? And whatever it's the Antonio Brown effect or not, Keep in mind. I mean, the Tampa Buccaneers last night, they were at full power. Okay, they because because they had Mike Evans. Now Chris Godwin off that broken yeah. finger True. or whatever. He's whatever, but still, I mean, he's out there. Yeah, he was and our then, most yeah, impressive Brown, wide receiver. Exactly. You got four night. You got Jones. Like, there's not an excuse if you're Tom Brady to say, well, you know, what I mean, no, like that's your offense. That's who you got going to the playoffs with. How confident are you right now? I think it just goes to show you that. And I get it. On paper, that offense probably best offense in the NFL. I mean, maybe the Chiefs obviously got something to say about it. I was say, New but it's pretty built up know, too bro. now. But I'm saying Mike Evans, man. I'm saying Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, kind of having a little bit of a resurgence. And then you know Leonard Fournette and uh and uh Jones or no, who's yeah, that? Ronald yeah, Jones. Rob Jones. Yeah, I mean one of the best offenses in the league. But you got to ask yourself: get the quarterback to cultivate that.
1: And last night you didn't. Here's the thing: when Brady has struggled over the years, regular season, postseason, whatever it might be, if he has struggled, and by the way, he struggled at times. I mean, yeah. it's not like he's been perfect. That was a game that was like, whoa, because it was in prime time and everything. Yeah. Uh, but it's because guys get pressure on him. Yeah. And he did not have a comfortable pocket to throw. The well, you know, Orleans yeah. Saints did a fantastic job pushing that offensive line around, and it, like even s- some of the deep balls he had to air them out because he couldn't step into them. Well, they yeah. where he was throwing it. And so, keep
0: in mind they couldn't run the ball either because they, they had zero balance. They're down fourteen nothing. They the, ran the ball the five back. times, and
1: one of them was a kneel down. It was the least amount of carries yeah. in
0: NFL history. Well, because of the game pool, man. Like yeah. They're playing from behind the entire night, yeah.
1: and, and and on top of that, you got Lattimore and these. Mm-hmm. This defense of the Saints again, they're not just an offensive team. People, you have. That in your mind, but they're not. Oh, right? Jordan's been doing it for a long time. Now. Yeah, the yeah. last couple years, their defense might have even been stronger than their offense. Marcus Davenport coming off injury, and yeah. Davenport's been a big part of that. So anyway, I listen. I don't even raise the red flags if I'm in Tampa. I'm like, this was just throw the tape away, man. It wasn't working. Yeah. And now I would raise the red flags if they meet them in the postseason because there does look like a matchup thing. Yes. You know, sometimes that just happens. I watching those two teams play though. And maybe this is because I had him on fantasy or something.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say you like Michael Thomas last
1: night. Well, the problem about these guys like in general, from a fantasy standpoint mm-hmm. is it almost doesn't help you to have those guys anyway. They have so many weapons you don't get fed the ball. It's true. And so bigger picture on an egotistical position, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, you name it, mm-hmm. Godwin, mm-hmm. uh guys out of the backfield, Camara yeah. running the football, Ronald Jones mm-hmm. running the football. Has it? Does it create issues when you have almost too many guys? You got to work Taysom Hill in there. You got to work. I mean, <laughs> I, and, and by the way, last night they, got, they did a great job. When it yeah. looks, when it works, it looks like a thing of beauty. It's yeah. like work, watching an orchestra play. But you also have to hope you get the right matchups, pick the right plays. Uh, like Kansas City doesn't seem to have a problem with it, and they've got a ton of weapons. Yeah, but it just made it's kind of like the basketball. It's like the Golden State Warriors. We wondered, is only one basketball? Do mm-hmm. they have too many guys? And when it goes wrong, I think you kind
0: of wonder that again. You're like, all right, are the most too many guys? Well, you have to ask the question. Um, when you have too many guys, like Tampa Bay does, maybe like the Saints do a little bit. Because like, keep on have Jared Cook, too, who's on a contract True. they signed. Um, you know, do you have the right guys in that locker room when they don't get the ball maybe 10 times a game or targeted that much? Will they throw a fit about it? Now, I'm not sure how Michael Thomas is going to react. Because guess what, man? You got paid, whatever, uh, a record. Say, yeah, exactly. So... Are you really that upset with anything? But I'll tell you what I'm surprised about, and you mentioned Taysom Hill. I, and maybe it's just the genius of Sean McVay. Maybe I'm just a little too old school, my thinking. But listen, when you have Drew Brees, who leads the NFL history and touchdown passes, I think in the yard, whatever, I mean, he's up there with everything, and you take him off the field on a, on a third down and four to bring in Taysom Hill, how crazy is that? I mean, now, shout out to Drew Brees for playing ball with that. But there's got to be some kind of ego out there for Drew Brees to say, "Why are you taking me off the field on third down right now?"
1: Yeah, I think there is. That's always that's been the conversation the last few years. Although if you listen to him in the post-game last night, Brees yeah. has said, "I've never seen a guy like him." And True. and when he's when they use him correctly, it's like, "Wow, how do you stop that too?" And now he's the last couple of weeks he's caught passes yeah. like 20 yards down the field, and maybe he was doing that before and I'm just paying attention more. Yeah. But they're pretty good. I mean, listen, the Saints are good. Uh I think the Bucks are still good, mm-hmm. but that was a whoa uh, yeah. kind of game. And, you know, Breeze looks so much more comfortable when you got a guy like Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas back. For sure. Because he did not look good the last yeah. – that was a hard game to predict because I didn't think the Saints looked
0: very good the last month. Sure. And then bam. Yeah. Boom. Also, you got Sanders back as well. Looking good, man. Also, my Super Bowl picks are looking pretty juicy. What do you got? Chief Chiefs-Saints. What do I have? <laughs> I know you got the Colts. Colts. Say, I'm all right. Don't worry Colts about Cowboys? that. Colts, Cowboys? Colts, got? Saints. <laughs> Col- Colts, Cowboys? Colts, Saints.
1: Okay. Okay. Colts disappointed me offensively. They were in that game, and yeah. They had a chance, and then they fumbled it away a couple yeah. of times.
0: Phillip Rivers, man. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. I just need
1: Phillip Rivers in December and January to play well. He doesn't have to play well all year. Sure. Thankfully. We also need Jonathan Taylor to show up a little bit, too. Yeah, it's just been okay. He's been all right. All, all right. Uh, a little more NFL, and give me one thing. When we come back on Action Sports, Shacks on ESPN six ninety.
0: first weapon, that's to shoot, that's magic, do what he was born to do. Maybe so, but that's not all, they let Isaiah play like he's ten feet tall. For the kind of moves that never fail, the weapon's the choice of Kevin McHale. The same is true for Mark McGuire, when I wear weapons, I'm on fire. Bars. What can the weapons do for King? Well, I can do just about any. Trails. You already know what you did for me. What? Well, I walked away with the MVP. The uh, Congress Weapon, uh, the number one weapon uh, in the uh, NBA. Yay, did. Marco hey, was in that. I know, right? <laughs> Marco Guire was in that spot. <laughs> first of all, first of all, setting the game of basketball back about 20 years with that commercial. Second of all, there's a reason why Converse never amounted to anything in terms of basketball world, alright? And it's commercials, and it's putting your marketing in the wrong people like Larry Bird, alright? The prosecution rests.
1: I think the fantastic part about that is that you brought that up. You wanted that play today here on your, uh, I did. birthday.
0: So cheesy. Um, so cheesy.
1: And you got to remind everybody that of all those people in that commercial, guess who won the MVP? That's right. Listen, Larry
0: Bird. Listen, I'm not going to say it was rigged. All right. I'm not going to say that maybe there was a, some electoral college problem. I'm <laughs> not going to say that at all. All right. I'm not sure if you want the popular vote. Let's just say that because he had Magic Johnson out there. He was doing his thing. But at the end of the day, and I'll repeat myself Larry Bird, the face of Converse. Where's Converse today? Jordan, the face of Nike. Where is Nike and where is Jordan Brand today? The prosecution once again rested. Let's talk about Steph Curry. Under Armour has never been hotter. I mean, all the kids in the streets. Under Armour. Are they? Uh, not really. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Can't even say that a straight face. No, uh, not really. Skechers. Ske- <laughs> hey, that, that's Steve Young, man. Oh yeah, no, uh, Joe Montana. Skechers. Oh, is Montana? Doing yeah. This? Really? Is the Skechers? Is it Romo? Howie Long too? I think maybe Romo does it too. Isn't that weird that they go after that?
1: That's an interesting crop, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, because like, Matt, Matt Kuchar. He's doing it too. So I mean, is 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 he swaggerless? Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I would put him in that category. Yeah. Okay. Well, like an older. Yeah. that's funny. Is I probably bought my first pair
0: of Sketchers. As, uh, as I checked the, <laughs> no, I do have them.
1: Yeah, like, but not really intentionally. Yeah. I was just at like an outlet and they had a sale on Sketchers and I needed sneakers. Sure, sure. But and they are comfortable. Like I, let, but is that like a forty-something thing, oh, oh, Brent. Oh yeah, that's very very much a, a dad. That's
0: shoot. such a dad shoe. Oh, are you kidding me? That's like the dad of dad shoes right there. Oh, oh yeah. that's well, good. I would say it's like those New Balance
1: that are a little bit. Uh, I've never done well, New Balance.
0: He, he, you know the Steve Jobs New Balances. I've never done. Oh that. man, the Steve it's Jobs like the, New Balances. But like the epitome of that dad shoe is like it has a little bit of grass stains from mowing yeah. the lawn on them. Yeah. And, well, like, and listen, and make makes sure you. don't, uh, you don't him in the white, either. Right? You, you don't get them in white or a cool color. You get Steve Jobs gray. That's yeah. what you get them in the New Balances. Steve Jobs gray. All right. Yeah. I didn't do. Uh,
1: I didn't do gray. I have a blue pair. Uh, I like the Sketchers though. So maybe I'm right in my category. I'm right yeah. in the wheelhouse.
0: He makes sure you like, buy a new pair of new balance shoes. See what those are talking about? So kids don't wear sketches. <laughs> these these are these are the dad shoes. That's yeah, that's it. a dad shoe.
1: That's it. That's 175 bucks. Well, I sure as hell ain't paying 175
0: bucks for shoes. Well, I'm sure they like some kind of arch support, man. You're talking about uh, you're talking about neutral cushioning, you know, high energizing cushioning. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, I, this is this is the shoe. It's a timeless silhouette of un- unbeatable reputation that will take you farther than ever before. Oh, I mean,
1: enough said. I mean, it's New Balance and Rolex. I mean, they're yeah. in like
0: the same category. I mean, let's be honest, Brett. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine yourself right now? Uh, you know, in the wall that says it all, and you're rocking these babies, and all of a sudden after the show, you know what, guys? I'm gonna run twenty miles. Why not? I don't got shin splints. You know why? Boom! The New Balance nine nine zero V fives. I already told Get you, I'm not doing name. New Balance. Huh? I'm not doing New Balance, I'm doing Skechers okay. Well I'm just saying, if you want to go the upper echelon, have a little pride about yourself, get New Balance I gotta be honest we with just... you though, Like Matt Kuchar's a good golfer, yeah. good guy, whatever, yeah. but I'm not
1: excited that, like I'm not buying shoes because Matt Kuchar's wearing Skechers so Say it one more time, sorry I'm not buying shoes because Matt is wearing Skechers <laughs> Well I wouldn't either, I don't even know
0: what Matt Kuchar really is <laughs> what, what is Bryson B. Chambon wearing? What is Brooks Koepka wearing? Yeah, with, with that Kefka's being said, a Nike guy. with that being said, OK, so who's put this in my ear? The Nike Air Monarch 4s and dad shoes. Oh, burn a little Yeah, time we just out. had someone call in saying that uh, those are the ultimate
1: dad shoes. What's that? The Nike's? Nike Air Monarch 4s. So 4,
0: let's establish this right now. You're not getting Skechers. I refuse to have like... I already have them. OK, well, you're going to get rid of them. Steph, <laughs> hope you're listening. I, I, I can't believe Steph let you do that. Steph doesn't have any. I can't to believe do. your kids let you do with that. All right, so here are the Air Monarchs. Yeah, that's also a very, that's a dad shoe. Come on, with this wifi. Bass, if you can get it, Bass Pro Shops! <laughs> if you can get the shit at, you Pro can get at the Bass Bad Pro Shops, it's a dad shoe. Bass Pro Shops! There's the Air Monarchs. Now yeah, listen, are this are too is, heavy looking, man. Right? Those are like 30 ounces. I know. That's so too now, heavy. So these are in the 39 to $64 range that's, once again. That's more my wheelhouse. No, I, and I understand Steven, that. Even I like $18 shoes at Costco. But but I understand that. But Brent, once again, I'm going to repeat myself. The timeless silhouette and unbeatable reputation will take you farther than ever before. Not only is on the road, a but word? also in your career. Is, is, see, listen, is silhouette a keyword for sneakers and old people? It is. Hey, farther than you've ever been before, man. You saw what Steve Jobs did in these bad boys. Do you want to go? Do You want to get to ESPN? Do you want to call college football games? What do you want to do with it? I'm right? happy with it where I am. Yeah, that's where Skechers then. See where that gets you, yeah. man. Skechers, it is. Unbelievable.
1: Happy birthday to you. Maybe I should have bought you Skechers. I just bought a I'm pair gonna, of Vans. I'm gonna buy you last pair. week. i
0: I'm gonna. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. I'm <laughs> buy a pair. When's your birthday? New balances for you or Christmas. I don't want New Balance. Can we going halfsies. Sure. Hey. Except the brand on the $37 pair. No, you're getting this $174 pair. All right, I'm gonna sell some plasma or something, sell some blood for this. No, you can donate plasma. It's a thing. Yeah, it's all good. I'm gonna, you know, give some blood here, get
1: some money, or buy a pair of new balance shoes. That was not going to be my give me one thing for today. What's the give me one thing? I'm not gonna go there. What? Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it to you tomorrow. All right, I'm not ending the show on the "Give me one thing" note that I was going to. Oh end it on. no, we gotta talk about. Oh, okay. now tomorrow. What we'll right. to talk about? We don't have time with ten seconds. All right. All right, live local loud coming up next. A little later on, we we'll get an FSU coaching show on ESPN 690 as well. Have a good night. Jags report live on Fox 30 at seven. A
0: silhouette of a beatable reputation. Happy birthday! Thank you.